And now, coming at you from the Five Star Physique Studio in Knoxville, Tennessee, this is The Drop Set with your host, Darren Starr. Hey. What are you doing? Right now. What are you doing? I don't mean that as a, hey, how you doing? Kind of thing. But as a means of self-evaluation. Right now, in this very moment. What are you doing in terms of moving you forward in advance of whatever your goal happens to be? Now, your answer may very well be something like, Darren, I'm in my car right now. I'm driving myself to work. What the hell do you want me to do? And I would say, fair point. That's a valid answer. But I would also say, you're listening to this podcast, and you're listening to this presumably not for my infinite level of charm, wisdom, and wit, (laughs) but because you're hoping to get something from it that you can use and apply to yourself. So that counts. That absolutely counts as something that you are doing right now to move yourself forward in advance towards whatever your goal may be. If it's a show, if it's not, if it's just to have a, a better physique, that is totally fine. That is a valid goal. But what are you doing? Aside from this big picture, zoom out from the, the previous hour to the next hour. What are you doing? If you look back to yesterday, if you look ahead to tomorrow, what are you doing? Itemize the things. Are you as focused as you need to be? Evaluate your goal. And think about how ambitious it is. I've talked about that here plenty, about how I think that your goal should probably be a little too ambitious, and that is fine. I think that's healthy. How much work do you really need to put in towards that goal? Be realistic about that answer. That's not an easy question. I want you to think about that for a second. How much work is necessary to put in towards that goal? And then the big follow-up question, are you putting it in? It's that simple. And if your answer to that is a quick and resounding, yes, I'm putting it in, I have a few things to say to you. First of all, congratulations. You're putting in some work. I like it. Second, wake up. No, you're not. Now, you may be putting in some very good work for sure. Is it sufficient? I don't know. I'm not, you, I'm not following you around and watching everything that you're doing and cataloging everything that you're doing. But I think there is danger in complacence. And if your default reaction without really putting too much thought into it is to say, absolutely, yes, I'm putting in enough, I would venture to guess that maybe it's not. And I would encourage you to kick yourself out of that level of complacency and find another gear to shift things into. Now, that doesn't mean that you become more and more consumed and you become more and more of a one-trick pony and you shut out everything else in your life. I'm talking about efficiency, intensity, and being comprehensive in what you do, leaving no stone unturned. 
For a lot of people, this may mean you need to take an extra day off. You're not your recovery sucks because you are just trying to do too much and therefore you're not doing nearly enough of it very well and you need more time off. So when I say dig in deeper, it may mean pull back a little bit. It may mean no. If you're listening to this right now in the Burger King drive-thru, you have failed. No, just stop this right now. Pull yourself out of there. Pull up to the speaker and say, you know what? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be here. Um, no order for me. I'm just going to drive on through and do the drive through walk of shame. Drive of shame, something like that. Don't be complacent. Be efficient. Be intense. Be comprehensive. The things where people really fail in that latter part has more to do with recovery and self-care than anything else. Make sure that your body is ready to work. Make sure that you're taking care of yourself. Stretch. Get a massage. Take a day off. This isn't something that you can live 24-7 and expect to be good at it. When you go to your job, do you, do you sleep in your office? Do you stay there all the time? No. No, you go home and you take a break. Why? Well, because they don't pay you to work 24 hours, first of all. That's true, for sure. But also, if you were there the whole time, you would really start to suck at your job. You never get away from it. You never break from it. You never do anything else. It's the same with bodybuilding. It can very easily become all-encompassing and all-consuming to the point where you shut out everything else and you start to lose perspective. Which you might say, well, that sounds like a great place to be in. It's not. It's not. That is a great recipe to have a good year or two in bodybuilding and then just completely fall off the face of the earth. Because balance is necessary. So don't be afraid to pull back. That could be the right answer. Now, for those of you who are struggling to find consistency, I'm not talking to you with that. You don't pull back. You push forward harder. So this is where it's dangerous to give blanket advice because somebody who's getting into the gym three days a week and is on their plan 70% of the time, they can hear this as well and they might say, well, Darren says I need to pull back. No, not you. Not you. You need to step it up. But for somebody who is going seven days a week and hasn't had a day off in six weeks, yeah, pull back. Focus on your recovery. Focus on your performance. Focus on other aspects of your life, which doesn't mean that bodybuilding has to take a back seat. It just means it doesn't always have to drive the car. It can sit in the passenger seat for a little while, too. That's it. Just a little Friday focus check for you. So with that, let's move on. Hi, Darren. This is Annie from Seattle. I have a question about a uh, left arm that is undersized compared to the right. I'm in the gym and looking at the right arm and saying, yeah, baby, and then look at my left arm and say, no. So what do you think about gaining the left arm uh, or undersized muscle part to meet the opposite side? Do you agree with the uh, one and two and one reps, or do you agree with not doing anything at all and letting it catch, catch up naturally? I've been told both. Um, so thanks. Bye. Thanks, Andy. I totally agree with the don't do anything at all approach. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just, just ignore it. Whatever. Um, what was, there was that movie. What was it? 
oh, that M. Night Shyamalan movie. What was it? Lady in the Water or something like that. Uh, I only made it about 30 minutes into that movie, and then my my give a fucks, they just completely disappeared. Um, so in that movie, I remember there was some there was some like secondary character who was always like lifting weights, but only on one side of his body, and so like his left arm was jacked, and his right arm just looked totally normal. It was just completely ridiculous. And I'm thinking, hmm, okay. So uh, I think we found Annie's spirit animal in that movie. <laughs> so uh, I, I'm I'm with you on this. So. Uh, I've got a, a pretty big imbalance on my arms as well. So I'm left-handed. For some reason, my right arm is a full inch bigger than my left. Huh. Wow. Now, I, I can tell um, just when, I mean, you know, when, when I'm lifting, I can tell, like, my right arm is stronger. Um, it definitely performs a little bit better. Um, and I feel, you know, when there's a pump, it, it just feels a little bit more full. When I take picks, flex, hit a little douchey pose here and there, it doesn't show up. So that's one of those things where I'm like, mm, yeah, it's not really a huge deal, and uh, I'm going to be mindful of it, but I'm not going to actively try too hard to correct it because, honestly, i got bigger fish to fry than worrying about arm imbalances. My arms aren't a weakness, so even the left one, which is smaller, it's still not a weakness. i got other stuff to worry about, so I'm going to prioritize my efforts, and you know, if I'm at a point later on where I, I need to start worrying about that, great. It means I'm in a much better place. Um, so... The, the first thing I would do is say, like, do you really need to? Because I've also seen people where they've got like a one and a half inch difference in uh, their uh, upper leg measurement from left to right. And it's like, whoa, okay, I can see that in your picks. We got to fix that for sure. So general strategy, I mean, you're going to use isolateral movements here. So, and I would say cutting down on your bilateral work is a smart move. And so if you've got a workout plan that calls for an easy bar curl, you know what, let's replace that with another dumbbell curl, maybe a different variation of it. Something that we can do, uh, in an isolateral or in a unilateral fashion. So, and here's where I always lose my terminology. Uh, and let, let's see if we can resolve this once and for all live on the podcast right now. Right now. So I'm going to say isolateral. Let's go. Okay. Having similar upper and lower surface. Okay. So that is not what I wanted at all. So let's do isolateral versus unilateral. There we go. Um,. Boy, that is not a uh, not a helpful definition at all. Um, oh, here, here's something from T Nation. For over a decade now, fitness pros have been arguing about unilateral and bilateral training. Okay. Uh, well, I don't really care about bilateral. I know what that means. Um, okay, forget it. I give up on this. This is about as far as I usually get into this argument, and then my brain starts to feel like it's on the verge of hemorrhaging, and then I just like, you know what? No, I'm going to walk away. So I'm going to use isolateral and unilateral interchangeably, but I'll always describe what I'm talking about. Bilateral means both arms together. So, um, for example, if you have a chest press machine or a shoulder press machine where the two sides are connected, so even if you're doing it with one arm, the other handle moves as well, that's a bilateral chest press machine. Now, if they work independently, so, like, you can move the left side and the right side stays still so they aren't connected in any fashion. We're going to call that an isolateral movement because, you know, you're isolating one side. You could technically probably call it unilateral as well. Uh, I think we've just established that I don't care. So, I want you to do things in an isolateral fashion more often than not. You don't have to completely disregard bilateral exercises, but they should be, you know, uh, 
less of a focus for sure. I certainly wouldn't open with them. I'd hit more isolateral movements when you're fresh. And the way I would tackle it is this. So we would do isolateral um, exercises, uh, and this is where the distinction might become more important. But again, I'm just making up terms here. Uh, where you do all the reps on one side and then all the reps on the other side. You, so you've got your isolateral dumbbell curl. Instead of alternating, you're going to do 10 reps on the left, 10 reps on the right. Cool. Nothing wrong with that. Get a little bit more constant tension that way. I kind of like it. Uh, doing them alternating, you know, you do. You can probably go a little bit heavier because you'll do a rep on one arm, and then while the other arm is working, that first arm is getting just a quick little breather. So your overall performance can be a little bit higher, but your constant tension is absent. So uh, there's pros and cons both ways, um, and I think both are valid. But for sake of trying to fix imbalances, what I think works best is to start with your weaker side. So let's say the left, star, left arm is underdeveloped, or left leg if you're doing like extensions or a single leg leg press or something like that, whatever. So start with the weaker side. So you're going to do, let's just make up 10 as our target rep number. You're going to do 10 reps on the left side. You're going to go do 10 reps on the right side. And then you're going to come back to the left side and just go towards failure and do as many as you can. Maybe that's four, five, six, whatever. If it's much more than six, I'd say eh, you're probably selling yourself short on the weight that you're using here. Um, and then we're going to call that a set. So left side, right side, and then back to the left side for a little finisher. That's a set. So you're going to do a little extra volume for the weaker side. You're going to lead with it and finish with it. So it's going to do a little extra work uh, on each set. You do that you know, over the course of three to four sets, over a couple exercises um, per workout, over several weeks, you're going to be making a difference. So, of course, that assumes that, you know, uh, nutrition is on point, et cetera. That is the general strategy um, that I have, I have used and recommended to other people and not followed myself. Um, again, bigger fish to fry. <laughs> so, uh, and also, uh, I had an arm workout. I did it on Monday, I think. First time I've done arms in a couple months, actually. Um, before, it's just been like tagging on um, bicep and tricep work. Um, but I had a, a, a conversation with my coach over the weekend where I was just talking about overall volume and just where I'm at in the gym right now and so and where, where I'm at with my legs as well. We've been hitting legs twice a week for ages. I'm like, I got to scale that down to once a week just because they're, they're barely functioning at this point. So I got some, some issues to work out there. But uh, uh, I haven't... Arms have not been a focus, so doing an arm day on Monday was kind of fun. I haven't done that in a while, so it was good good to kind of get back into the groove a little bit with that. So, uh, great question, Annie. Thank you for that. So now, wow, we have made it almost 15 minutes in, and I don't think I've really wasted any time babbling about crap. So let's do it. Let's babble about some crap, shall we? Um, hey, everybody, how you doing? Welcome to the Drops at episode what 152, maybe I don't know. Whatever. Episode something. Whatever it happens to be. How you doing? Uh, so it's November 15th, uh, middle of the month here. Oh, man, it's been cold as hell outside. Uh, it sucks. I'm bundling up with two jackets, my beanie hat, putting the hood up on my outer jacket, and then my winter gloves on top of that when I go to take Taz um, out for his walk in the morning. Now, it is not that cold. I am kind of a pansy when it comes to the cold, though, so... I don't deal with it well. I don't like it. Um, and uh, I'm not going to let him suffer without a walk, though, because he doesn't mind. He doesn't mind the cold. He just needs to get outside. <laughs> so I, I will suffer a little bit for him. It's only fair. It's only fair. So um, 
I uh, I'm gonna be totally frank. I don't have a whole lot else to talk about this week. I know we were we were uh, we took a break on Monday. I was not here. Oops, I got some feedback from people about that. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, I had uh, I, I was under a little bit of a scheduling crisis on Monday, and I absolutely had to take some time to get some videos up on YouTube for some workout splits. And uh, I, I can't promise it won't be the last time that happens. Won't be. Can't promise that will be the last. Yeah, I can't promise that will be the last time that happens. Uh, it may happen again, um, just because the schedule's kind of packed up right now. Um, but it's it's still good to to be here. So I don't know if if, if the the podcast goes to a a once a week format for a couple of weeks here. Uh, apologies in advance. Uh, you know I love you. <laughs> you. You know I'll never leave you, baby. Right? Yeah. Uh, so th- things have been uh, pretty good though. I mean, nice and busy here. Uh, Training has been a little bit of a struggle. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I'm I'm really trying to get my hips opened up a little bit better. Right now, pretty much anything I do with hip flexion causes a pinch in my right hip flexor, and it's just painful to the point where it's distracting, and I can't really feel a lot of muscular activation. Plus, I'm moving like 30% of the weight that I would like to, and I'm still having some discomfort with that. So clearly, my body's saying, "Hey, dumbass, you got to fix some stuff here." So. I'm going to go in today, hit a uh, hit an upper body session and do a little bit of uh, hip mobility work and see if I can get those suckers to start breathing and maybe tackle a good leg workout this weekend. That's currently my goal. So we're going to try that and see how it goes. Uh, the diet's been pretty easy. I've made a couple changes on my macro flexibility, but you know, it's just riding the wave there. Easy peasy. Not really doing uh, anything uh, too fancy with that. Still sticking with the meal prep service. It's working fairly well. Although, uh, you know, I, I do order, you know, I, I mentioned I order through Clean Eats here in Knoxville. Give them a little shout out. Not that they need my the, the, the weight of my uh, massive uh, listening audience uh, flooding their website and causing it to crash. I'm sure that'll happen. But uh, yeah, I mean, they, they've uh, been doing well uh, by me until last night. Um, so we have two two meals. So the, their meal plan that they put out every week, there's six meals on it. And there's six options. One of them is always a breakfast option, which is just never appealing to me. It's like I make my own breakfast and I don't want to eat that later in the day. I don't want your, you know, protein pancake or whatever you're going to whatever. I, don't, I just don't care. Whatever. So there's that the, the meal plan automatically for me just goes down to five options. Well, this week, one of them was like a, like a pot stickers thing. And I just, I had, ugh, no thanks, no thanks. Um, and then two of them had mushrooms. So I'm like, oh, fuck me. God, now I'm down to just two options here. But the two options are brisket mac and cheese. Hell yeah. And General So's chicken. Like, oh yeah. Broccoli and snap peas. Now we're talking. So um, I just got six of each of those. <laughs> so... I'm like load me up and they've been awesome I totally dig it totally dig it and you know here's the thing they're, they're macro friendly so I have to make some adjustments to the other meals that I have throughout the day in order to still hit my daily targets but yeah they're, they're, they they work it's good stuff and it get, gets me out of the kitchen not having to do, do meal prep uh, makes grocery shopping a lot easier as well uh, it just simplifies everything. It's a little bit of a luxury right now, but it's something I'm willing to pay for. Uh, and that won't always be the case, but for right now, I'm digging it. So I do, right now I do zero meal prep. I make my breakfast fresh every morning. Um, I have a couple of protein shakes, uh, my uh, post-workout meal, and uh, those two. That's it. So uh, no no meal prep these days, which is great. Very convenient. Um but last night, so I order all those meals with their extra protein option, which 
you know, they, they say when you talk to them, they say like, oh yeah, we just double the amount of protein we put in there. Well, if you look at the macros, it increases it by like 20 to 35% or something like that. So you're not doubling it. Come on. I, I read the numbers. I do the math on this shit. I also look and I'm like, okay, if you're given normally, uh, six ounces, you're not giving me nine here. You're giving me like seven and a half. Okay. So whatever. It, it's fine. Um, but last night there was like some kind of a snafu or something. My general so's chicken was absolutely not extra protein. It was anemic. I'm like, who the hell's supposed to eat this? I'm not 110 pounds. What? No, no. Oh, I was disappointed. I really was. They'll be getting a sternly worded letter from me. I'm just kidding. I might mention it next time I go in, but, <laughs> but just as equally, I might not. Um, so that's been going well. Um, oh, exciting news. So the wife and I visited a studio yesterday after she got off school. Um, we went to a studio. This was Sequoia Studios in Knoxville. And uh, we just wanted to, to talk to the owner, who's also like the main uh, recording engineer guru, uh, and just get a feel for him. Check out the space, the equipment, etc. That is the place. It really is. That is where we will be recording our stuff. It was fantastic. Um, the rates are very, very reasonable. Um, they do mis mixing and mastering in-house. Um, I, I, I know enough about recording um, that I can have a conversation with a professional recording engineer and kind of sound like I know what I'm talking about. Like I've done enough research on microphones, mic pickup patterns, amps, uh, cabling techniques, uh, software and hardware inline uh, effect plugins, all kinds. So I, I've done you know a fair bit of of reading in that over many years, um, so that I can I can fake my way through a conversation. Uh, whatever he starts to talk about, I can understand what he's talking about. Um, so when he talks about like squishing the waveform, I can be like, oh yeah, and I know what he's talking about. You know, I know what that looks like. Um, when he starts talking about the compression wars, I'm like I know exactly what he's talking about there. So, um, and different miking techniques, uh, and talking about getting mics out of phase. I'm like, yep, 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 yep. I know this. I know this. And still, this is a guy who was capable of talking way over my head. Like, okay, he has been doing this for 40 years. He is a pro. Yes. Yes, please. Okay, great. Um, I would love to feel that even though I'm armed with some reasonable knowledge, I would love to feel wholly inadequate in the presence of the recording engineer that I hire for this project. <laughs> so, and that is absolutely the case here. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not going to be offering this guy any suggestions at all. Uh, and he's also done a lot of producing, which is the, the art of, you know, getting the, the band or the musicians to give the right kind of performance and also to potentially, if solicited, offer some ideas on what to do. So a producer will often also get a songwriting credit. Um, they can be responsible for arranging as well. So he's very familiar with that. Um, and he's, he has another in-house producer that can help with that too. So I feel very confident that, uh, that this is the right guy. So we're excited about that. So we came home last night and we did a little bit of uh, writing independently. And then tonight we'll get together and do some stuff uh, um, kind of meet meet up and, and put together uh, some stuff that we've been working on and see if we can come up with another another tune or so. Um, we've got about four right now that are pretty close to finished and completed and buttoned up. And I've got about another eight or nine um, on my end that musically are pretty close to that state as well, but just need some, some words and some singing. So it's exciting. 
Uh, we haven't done a TV update in a while. I'll, I'll bring you up to speed just a little bit on on what we've been looking at lately, which is we watched Jack Ryan season two, which I thoroughly enjoyed. Um, I was a huge fan of season one. Um, I thought season two wasn't quite as compelling, but still really good. Like, you know, we started it and there was at no point where I ever thought like, how many episodes of this are left? It was really like, oh man, there's only two left. So it was still really good. I was a, a big fan of that for sure. Um, we have started watching, this was my wife's request, His Dark Materials, which is on HBO. Apparently it's based off of some kind of book. I don't know. Isn't everything these days. Isn't everything always, I guess, has always been the case. Books have always been the driving force behind creative ideas and media. So um, I, I don't know much about this still. I think um, it, it's a series that's going on right now, and it's new. Um, and so with HBO, you know, they don't dump a whole season at once. They do it week by week. Think Game of Thrones. Um, so I think we're only like two episodes in at this point. And it's kind of like, okay, all right. I, I can kind of tolerate this. It's okay. Um she described it to me as being, uh, and she had a, a very, very vague understanding of it, um, as being kind of like Harry Potter meets Game of Thrones a little bit. I'm like, okay, I can see some of that. Uh, it, it's got a, a, a child protagonist, um, which I'm always skeptical of things like that, just because they can they can take a turn south real fast. Um, but so far, it seems. Uh, Seems pretty reasonable, so I don't know, I'm I'm gonna give it a shot. We'll see where it goes. It's you, just being a couple episodes in. It, it's still you don't really have a sense of exactly where the show is gonna take you yet. Speaking of, not really having any clue what the fuck is going on, but yet I cannot recommend strongly enough Watchmen on HBO. So if you've seen the movie from what was it 2009 or something like that, Zack Snyder, uh, it, that that movie was really interesting really interesting kind of weird um kind of dark a little bit a little trippy in spots this series is on a whole other level so it's built around the same universe the same mythology a lot of the same characters or throwbacks to characters um because uh that movie uh the 2009 movie um was based uh in some kind of like an alternate reality but th this what we're seeing here in the series is down the road in the timeline a little bit from there. So it's it's more present day or, or maybe like near future or something like that. So uh, you're a little bit removed from uh, the some of the characters and the events from the movie. Uh, but it it's super cool. Uh, there's some spots um, that are just like head scratching like what in the hell? Um, and if, if you've been watching this, then you know what I'm talking about. It's basically every second that Jeremy Irons is on screen. You're like, what the fuck is going on here? Huh? I mean, it is literally some of the most weird head-scratching TV I've ever seen. And I can't look away. And, and my wife is exactly the opposite. It's like, as soon as, uh, as, soon as it... Because he's off... So his character is off somewhere else, completely disconnected from everything else that's going on. And so it's all going to come together at some point. But right now you're like, I have no idea why we're watching this guy. Um, but every time it shifts over to what he's doing, my wife picks up her phone and starts just scrolling through stuff. She's like, I don't care about this at all. And I'm like, I've been waiting for this. <laughs> like, and she's like, it's just so weird. It doesn't make any sense. I'm like, I know. And that's what I like about it. <laughs> it's so weird. So weird. 
Um, so yeah, I can't. Uh, I, I, it's a strong recommendation for me. I think we're only about four episodes in on that so far. So that's another one that's currently ongoing. It's airing right now. Um, but uh, uh, I don't know. I felt very comfortable giving Peaky Blinders the strong, unconditional recommendation. I might have to scale that back a little bit on Watchmen, just because there is going to be a there. There will be a lot of people for whom it is just not their cup of tea. Um, but if you're into something a little weird, a little out there, and and something where you know you you watch characters just having a normal conversation, and then something happens that make you say, "Wait, what? What?" Then this might be for you. Um, so I would, I would encourage, if that, if that sounds like you, I would encourage you to give it a shot. Um, so what else, what else? I don't know. I feel like that's, uh, that's pretty, pretty much it. I mean, this episode's barely 30 minutes feels kind of weak, but, um, I don't know. It, can I, uh, can I just blame you, you all? Um, cause a- Annie really came through, uh, but that, that's the only voicemail I have anymore. Um, and I, I, what I really wanted to do today was have our Friday focus check, what we opened up with here. Um, and that might be something that starts to become a recurring segment as well. So um, I think it's just good to have a quick gut check on what you're doing. Um, and certainly uh, a, a little talk like that, a come into my office and let me yell at you for a few minutes uh, kind of chat um, can cover a lot of different topics as well. So um I like it. I do. I do. So uh, that's it. I'm going to keep it relatively short today. I'm going to try and uh, uh, try and contain myself here. So I uh, will let y'all go about your day, um, and then we'll be back here. Problem. Hmm. Do I say probably back? Be back here on Monday or possibly on Monday? I'm not sure yet. I'm not sure yet. So um, stay tuned. I guess <laughs> stay tuned and we will figure it out from there. So uh, that's all I got. I hope everybody has a great weekend. Whenever we're back here, whether it's Monday or Friday of next week, um, we'll have stuff to talk about. Once again, do call in 865-518-2974 with your questions. Hit me up on Instagram. Also at Darren underscore star. I'd love to hear whatever you've got to throw my way and we will talk about it here.